name of God, creating, redeeming, and giving life. Amen. As most of you know, I am a teacher, and I teach at Merivale School, which is just across the gully over there. Uh, our school has a couple of unique features. One is that we are the only decile one school in Tauranga. Uh, another is that our ethnic composition is about 75% Māori, nearly 20% Pacifica and the rest, Pākehā and some other groups. But our most important unique feature is that we have a dual name. So our name is Mary Mail, which is named after um, the Merriman family who farmed in that area, so they gave us the Mary Vale. But our other name is Tukura or Tutarawananga. And we've had that name since the school began, but we haven't really explored it before or understood its significance to us. The Kohangareo on the edge of our field is also called uh, Te Kohanga or Tutarawananga, so they know that story very well. So I want to um, unpack that a little bit for you, uh, but I'm going to read first the way we have distilled the story uh, into about a paragraph. So that is uh, how we now explore our learning and who we are. Uh, a couple of Māori words that I'll use. Kura um, is a school, wānanga is a place of learning, waka is a canoe, and I'll use the word Māori, M-A-U-R-I, which is the life force. You would have heard people say, Tikei Māori Ora, which is the, the breath of life, or the force of life. So this is our statement about our story. Our school is located near one of the two most sacred and significant places in Tauramuana, Tutarawana. After Takitimu Waka landed at Mauhol and protocols were set in place, Tamatia Arihinui stood on top of Mauhol. He identified the Waimapu estuary and river as the place to locate a school, a kura wānanga, where Tōhonga could continue to teach about the past and how to control the world they lived in now. They learned how to read the stars, how to fight, how to teach, and how to heal. This wānanga was the first place of learning in Tauranga. Tangata Whenua knew this wānanga as Tu Tarawananga a Tamatia Arikinui. At our school, Mirabal School, Tukura or Tu Tarawananga, we recognise the importance of our past as we look to our future. As a school, our Māori is woven through the Waimapu River, Yatin Park and the Kurawananga located in the cave known as Tutarawananga. So we have taken as our, um, I guess our motto at school, learning first, which connects us to that first place of learning uh, and also just shows the the priority of our school for our children is learning, learning first. It's a very simple statement. So I want to just tell you about a few elements of that story, and it's a really big story. 
It's a very complex story and I only know a little uh, from listening to some of the Komato here. We, all our staff, last February went on a, uh, a bus journey around uh, and stopped at various places of significance to listen to, to Komato tell us some of the story. But I've also done some online reading and as, um, as a staff we continue to explore the story. So first about the waka. So the two main iwi here, Nga Tirangi Nui and Nga Tirangi Whakapapa back to Takitimu Waka. But the Takitimu was a very sacred waka. It was known as Takitimu Tapu. And it didn't bring lots of people and lots of provisions and things. It brought the priests and all those who were considered to hold the keys to the priesthood. And it brought with it some key objects imbued with um, Māori and with sacredness. I have read on the Ngāti Ranginui website the story of the actual waka itself. And it's an amazing story. It, um, from the time that the tree was chosen and all the kakia and ceremonies that went around the choosing and the cutting, uh, and then processing that giant log. Um, and then it journeyed to many of the Pacific Islands and was captained by different people, and it had many names, either relating to the leader on the waka or to something that happened on the journey. Uh, I, I can't remember all of that, uh, but if you want to have a look, the Ngāti Ranginui website and the story of the actual waka. But Tamatia was the person chosen to set off on the great journey to Aotearoa. So Kupe had been here before, people knew that there was land here, so they weren't coming to an unknown, but of course um, they didn't really know what was going to happen to them on the way. Tamatia is known as Tamatia Arikinui. Arikinui is the great chief. He has other names as well. Uh, so the waka um, very prayerful consideration of who would come, of when the journey would take place, and uh, what would come, what would come with them on the journey. So they came here and touched down on the far side of Maumau. So if you start at the surf club and walk around the beach side there, um, when you come to the rock pools, there's a, a rock just a little bit further out and a water channel between them. Uh, and that place is known as Tirikawa, and that's where they first came. And when in our story we talk about protocols being set in place, they buried one of their stones, their Māori, um, there at Tirikawa. And then when they landed and looked to find a way to the top, they found a path, went to the top of Māori, made two stone altars, and one of the tohunga took from the top knot of Tamatia Ariki Nui's head, two other stones, and place one on each altar. And the names of those stones are Hekutai and Rehutai. Now you might recognize Rehutai, it was the name of our boat in the America's Cup, Te Rehutai. So, I mean, these names can, can be used in all sorts of ways. The word Rehutai means sea spray. It was chosen for our boat, um, in the sense that where the essence of the ocean invigorates and energises our strength and determination. 
So if we take that sense of the Nekarehu time, and that was one of the Māori stones that was brought and placed on Māori. Tamatea Arikinui then looked around, I don't know the time frame of this, uh, but he identified the Waimaka River and the estuary as a really key location, and he set up Waimaka in a cave. Now if you stood in Yang Park close to the bank and looked down on the river, the cave is, was down the bottom there, it's not there anymore. Um, but that was the place, so there would have been uh, waka access to that through the river. The, the Wānanga was for tōhunga, it wasn't for everybody, it was for special people, high-born people and people in the priestly line. And as it says in our statement, they learned um, about the past, they learned about this new place they were in, uh, how to read the stars, how to fight, how to teach, but most importantly how to heal, what resources they had here for healing. Uh, now those, another part of the story says that at the entrance to those to that cave were those two stones again. So I don't know if they were taken from Mawa and brought here. I don't quite know how that works, but the two stones, Hikutai and Rehutai, were at the mouth of the cave. So at our school, we are now um, spending the first term of each year exploring this story. And it's new for us, this is only the second year that we've done it. And it's a big story, so there's always going to be plenty to learn. And even though the children do it every year, as they get older they'll understand different things about it. And different teachers will tell the story in different ways. Uh, always our goal is to think how can we who live within that story um, how can we be good learners? How can we encourage these children to be uh, have their own mana and to be great learners? Now I teach five-year-olds, so I had to really think about how can I simplify this for them and what are we going to focus on this year? And we looked at the qualities of Captain Tamatea Arikinui. Now in a way we had to do some imagining because the details of the journey I haven't read anywhere. But if you're going to make a big journey across the sea, you need to be pretty brave and strong. He needed to have really good navigation skills, and he needed to know the ocean, just like our America's Cup sailors do. So we put the eyes of these ideas into a performance, and at the end of Term 1, every class in our school had to do a performance about some aspect of the story. So um, here's my babies telling you all about Tamatea Ariki Nui, and just before it starts, there's a lot of yelling at the beginning. The children in the audience are very excited because there's pink and purple lights on, and they're trying to identify where it comes from. Is it this, this one? It's that one? You'll hear quite a lot of that. <laughs> Thank you. 
Now we have a foundation story here, well we have two, don't we? <coughs> One that is unique to us, and that's the story of the Battle of Gagakha. Um, we spend a lot of time exploring that story as a community. It's how we express ourselves in the community. And I know that every time I hear the story, I hear something different. Um, whether we read the book, uh, come to the lectures, come to the 60 bell service, look online, there's always something new to learn. So it's a, a story that we can continue to explore, but it does shape who we are here at St George's. And then alongside that, we have a story that is not unique to us, uh, but it's our big story, and it's quite a big one, really. So we never get to the bottom of the story. There's always so much more to learn. And when we come here every week or do our own praying or reading or join in other groups with Christians, we learn more. And actually, when we join with people from other faiths, we learn more about our story as well. So we have two foundational stories that shape who we are and how we see the world. In this particular section from John's Gospel, it's part of Jesus' prayer. The peace before this, Jesus was praying for himself. The peace after this, that we didn't hear Jesus pray for the world. But in this peace, Jesus was praying for the disciples. And I think we can extend that to us. So Jesus was actually praying for us. And I haven't really thought about that before. Um, I know that some people here pray for me. Foundation stories are simple. There's always more to explore. 
And we can't actually distill them down into three or four bullet points. That doesn't do them justice. And that is the power of these stories. It's the mauri of these stories, their life force. So we can come here every week and pick up something new about our foundation story, about our gospel, about who God is. We can go to the lectures or read the books about our other story and find out something new each time. At school, we can explore our foundation story every year and find out new things. So what? So what does that mean? Two things I'd like you to take away from this. One is, be open to the new things. Come here open and ready to hear something new. Be open to new parts of our foundation stories. And the other is, remember that Jesus is praying 